This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Visit foobarradio.com for more details. Lizzie Cundy on Fubar Radio. Morning, morning, morning. Welcome to Fubar <laughs> Radio. I am Lizzie Cundy and you are Jonathan Bow. I am, you're right. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I am great because you know what? We got Demi Lovato, we're gonna play her now, and then we've got all the gossip. Ooh, I love that man. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? It is very Britney. It felt yeah, it felt a little bit bit Britney, a little bit kind of uh, a little bit little mix as well. Reminded um, me of salute. It just makes me want to go to a club. Yeah. It might be ten a.m., but I'm I'm wearing. So that yeah, Demi, Demi, Demi set us off well. Can I just tell you yeah. about my um, experience I had yesterday? Yeah. Okay, I locked my keys in my car. Oh no! Oh, Can I tell no. you? Has anyone you must done have that? been fuming, man. That, I, I was getting all my stuff ready. Yeah. Getting into London. I had to meet a movie director. Big right. stuff. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you more later. Okay. Put my bag in the car. Both doors were open. Boot was open. Slammed the boot. Both doors on the either side shut. Oh. I swear it was a ghost. Is it one of those cars that has automated? Shuts the door. Shut all that's... my stuff. My bag. My phone. I couldn't ring anyone. That's spooky. Oh. That's spooky. I was reading the other day actually about a poltergeist. Somebody had a poltergeist that um, that would do that. That would lock people's cars. Uh, there is fuming. something in my car. I would be fuming. And that's why I'm so excited. We got. Emma Kingsley in. Oh my god! Psychic to the stars. Psychic I'm so reading. freaked I'm out. I'm going to ask her because my 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 car's got a spirit, a mind of its own. And I'm not talking vodka and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> I I got to say I'm feeling pretty um, spooked out and and almost considering I'm such a cold hard stone of a man, um, a little <laughs> bit emotional after uh, I had a very interesting chat yeah. with Emma well, before the show. You just had a reading. I couldn't yeah. get into the studio. Yeah. Folks. I usually get in, put my feet up, have a yeah. cup of tea. You were locked in with yeah. um, Emma having a psychic reading. Yeah. Now, how was it? Well, I mean, I want to I want to hold back a little bit, yeah. um, because it'd be good to talk about it when Emma's Emma's but you here. You do look a little emotional. I was emotional, and I wasn't expecting to be because I don't, I, you know, I go into these things with an open mind, but generally I'm quite cynical about things. Mm. Um, but Emma, yeah, she shone a light on some stuff that was was really really relevant, oh, and I, I really wasn't expecting it to be. So we'll have a very enlightening yeah, chat. Yeah, and with I'm going to ask her. So please tweet in yeah. for Emma. Yeah, she's at Psychic Emma. Mm. Any questions? Anything you want to know about the psychic world? Get your tweets into us at Fubu Radio. That's really interesting. And we're also going to be talking about Elf the Musical. Oh, because it is nearly Christmas. It I is know. nearly Christmas. And we've got Joe McCann. Yeah, 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 yeah. The star of the show. Yeah. I mean, do you love a musical or I, not? I don't mind a bit of musical theatre, actually. Um, I haven't seen a massive amount of shows. I've seen um, Wicked, which I loved. Oh. Um, I've seen Chicago, which I loved. Did I would love see to see Wag, this. Wag the Musical? That's Do you know question. what? I didn't. I didn't. And I wish I had. I wish I had. That if show, I could live my life again. Please. It was one of the funniest shows yeah, I bet. ever. I bet. It, I had a big gay following there. It was all <laughs> gays and Hindus, but it was such fun. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But it's hard work, musical theatre. It's hard, tough. Yeah. Going. I mean, it is. Yeah, definitely. So this show is obviously the, the musical version of Elf the Movie, which is a. A Christmas yep. favourite. You got um, obviously Girls Aloud, Kimberly Walsh yeah, is in it. Yeah. Um, you know Joe McGann is in the show, and, and Ben Forster from um, Superstar. Well, no, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, then we've got loads of great guests, so please mm. stay tuned. Mm. But listen, man, the jungle is calling. It's happening. I'm oh so yes, yes. So the lineup has been released. Um, what do we think of the lineup? Okay, so Eubank, I think, will be good value. 
Um, I know very well. Yeah. What's he like? <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, you pass me that biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, what's he like? He's different. Mm-hmm. Okay. What a character. Yeah. Eccentric. Mm-hmm. And if if he doesn't like you, he stares. He just stares right. at you. Yeah. Or, or if he doesn't like the question, he won't answer. He just does a glare. It's quite disarming. I think, and he's he pretends to be hard, but he's a little softy. I bet. I just love the fact that he used to drive a like a articulated lorry around Brighton, didn't he? He's married his manager. Do you know that? Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. He's paid off, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, George George Shelley from uh, from Union J. Yeah. Um, Georgie Porter. I love Georgie. Yeah, she's she's, she's very, my buddy. Very cute. She's very very cute. Um, I'm trying to. She's think. in the white. She's yeah. in the white bikini. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Well, she'll do. Yeah, she'll in do all well the in, papers. That, in that respect. Yeah. I mean, she's you know. The funny thing is, she's already complaining about the fact that if she does, um, if she doesn't eat enough, she'll lose her backside. She's that's the thing she's most worried about is losing weight off her arms. Got to do the squats, <laughs> man. Do the squats. Yeah. Well, that's what she was saying. Is she's going to be. Uh, that'll keep the boys happy. Do you know? I, I'm so excited because he's a very dear friend of mine. Mm. Came to my wedding. Brian Friedman's in. Yeah. He's a choreographer for the X Factor musical. Yeah. Can we talk about Brian Friedman's hair, by the way? I mean, he's wearing a hat in the pictures, but there's certainly a lot of thatch going on where there wasn't a lot of thatch before. Well, he'll put his hands up. He's had a little bit of the old well, Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Well, but it's worked. It I mean, it's Yeah, it looks really good. Because he used to have a massive, massive curly barnet back mm. in the day. Yeah, he did. So, um, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to a bit of Brian. He's had a good, he's a good old hair transplant there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When it works, when it works, it works. He's got a bit, of, <laughs> but he's a lovely guy. But I just worry because he loves his Armani, loves his aftershave. Yeah, very particular what he eats. Yeah, yeah. He is going to be fun. Now you know what the surprise was for me, Tony Hadley. Oh, Tony Hadley, totally gold. Yeah, in that spandau, amazing. I I don't know what your experiences are of Tony Hadley, but I had an editor once who was crossing the road outside the offices where we yeah. used to work, and um, not at OK magazine. No, this wasn't at OK. This was at a uh, a different weekly magazine, and um, anyway. She was crossing the road and he was in a big car and she was on a pedestrian crossing. And basically, he I, I, I don't know the full circumstances, I don't know whether it was his driver or whether he was driving, but the car basically skidded to a halt at the pedestrian crossing and she fell over and he jumped out of the car and helped her up. And she was like swooning because obviously it's Tony Hadley out of Spandau Ballet. And apparently, he was super nice. And I, I think it's little story. things like it's, li- it's not the world's greatest that. anecdote, but it's little things like that that give you an insight into what yeah. people's minds are like. He's a nice yeah, guy. Super He's nice. a nice guy. Actually, I saw them a couple of months ago. Spandau play were playing at Henley. Uh-huh. They were incredible. Yeah, I'm surprised he's doing it though. I am surprised, but I think well, it's a good coup. Don't forget, they've had a big court case, didn't they? He, he oh got, yeah. Though they've all made up with the Kemp brothers, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Gary Kemp actually, mm-hmm. and I think they've had money worries because that court case took. He said it took every penny. Yeah. Yeah, and you know it, it's a money earner, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, no, true, definitely, definitely. And you're gonna, you could, I don't know, you may think I can do a little single after. Yeah, no, I mean it's like uh, Peter Andre did. Well, <laughs> this is the thing, Insania. We, we were talking it? about this in, in, in the office and OK Online the other day about how and, and for who the jungle has been a real sort of springboard to get them back. And obviously, uh, Peter Andre and Katie Price was was the big one that people think. Of. Obviously, yeah. Mylene obviously did very very well out of it. Well, I think, I mean, out of everyone, I think Peter Andre did the best because. Yeah. Katie, yeah. I don't know whether he would have been who he is without Katie Price. Let's no, be honest. No, I don't think he would. No, I think he'd admit that. Yeah, that show for him 
I mean, was the most massive thing he's probably ever done in his life, would you say? Yeah, I think so, definitely. Uh, although, two tens on Strictly at the weekend, he did very, very well. He's doing very well. He Him and Jeanette Manrara. Well. Who's, is he going to win it? Is Peter going to win it? I think he's in the top three. I is think he, he'll definitely th- make the final. I think, now knowing Bruno's a good mate, as you know, but it's, it's Peter not playing Peter. If Peter can let himself go like he did yeah. and play another character or role... Mm-hmm. He could win it. Yeah, definitely. We do need to see another side for him. He needs to go on that horrible word, a journey, within the show, doesn't he? We need to <laughs> I see hate him, that word! We need to see him develop as an artist. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> but, I obviously, I have to ask you... Yeah. X Factor, is it improving? Oh, my God. Are you well, enjoying it, or is it getting well, worse? Are we switching what? off? I am I am sort of enjoying it. I am sort of enjoying it, but there are, you know, there are issues still. I mean, obviously, we're getting rid of some of the... Um, some of the... Well, I don't want to say well, dead words. Make some noise. You know, make some noise has made it through. You know, that's good. I was sad to see uh, Sean Miley Moore going, um, and I was sad to see... Uh, Kira Weathers going. I think there's still a bit of dead really? wood. I was really surprised to read that Anton is getting the most votes out of anybody. Yeah, and I, I didn't really think he would go the distance. So um, Anton is a character, though. Is he like yeah. the... I don't know, the Wagner or that. They made him a bit of a joke figure with the yeah. scary eyes. Yeah, completely. I've actually met him um, and he was a really nice guy, really nice. Well, he knows how to play the game, doesn't he? I mean, he's been, um, obviously he's been a backing singer for years. There is a bit of drama, though, coming out of The X Factor. Lauren okay. Murray, um, she of the brunette hair, the one that isn't Monica Michael, has left the house. So she's moved out. Which I don't think bodes very, very well for her future in the why, show. Why has she left the house? Because she couldn't stand it without... Um, she's missing Kira Weathers, and she's missing she Sean Miley Moore. Is she the younger? Uh, she's one of the youngest, yeah. I'm not sure if she's the youngest. But yeah, she's, uh, she's left. She's left Bad the house because she's upset about Bad people move. being voted out. I kind of think if you're going into the X Factor and you're living with a bunch of people uh, in the X Factor, then you probably have to expect that they will move out. Exactly. I mean, has she watched the show before? Uh, someone has <laughs> to leave each week? Exactly. Uh, come on, exactly. grow some balls. Well, listen, we're going to play another track, okay. but I've got such hot showbiz gossip for you. I cannot wait. Let's uh, let's talk more after Jess Glynn. I came here with a broken heart that no one else could see. I drew a smile on my face to pay for like that oh, I want more of that I want to listen to that again we can play it again I want to, I want to <laughs> mime to it and dance around the studio more oh my I'm in a really party mood today I haven't been out this week I've You're been pumped. very good you are pumped and ready I'm actually out tonight though <laughs> are you Patsy Dogs Home event oh that would be nice it's my favourite one do they bring the dogs or yeah. is it like oh man they have a parade of dogs oh. it is fantastic is it's my the favourite and, what is it yeah collars and cups yes yes Yes. Do your colours match your colours? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I want to talk about Cheryl Cole. Yeah. No, she's no longer Cheryl Don't Cole. Don't say the Cole Sorry, word. I got Cheryl. into all kinds of trouble with her publicist because we kept calling her Cheryl Cole on OK Online because that's what people still spoke to her as. And the Just boor- call her Cheryl. OK, so super boring bit of uh, technical stuff. You know, obviously, when you're writing content for the, for the World Wide Web, which nobody calls it anymore, but when you're writing online content, um, you have to use lots of searchable terms, which is things oh. that people type into search engines. Yes. Everybody was still typing Cheryl Cole into search engines, not Cheryl fernandez Pacini. So we were still calling her Cheryl Cole. I got a right ticking off from her publicist. <laughs> a right talking to. But it's so easy, Cheryl Cole. Yeah. Or just call her Cheryl. Well, people still do it. I mean, it's been years now, and people still do it all the time. People trip up. Nick Grimshaw did it the other day. And, um, you know, he works with her. So, Ooh, yeah. Nick. 
He's always doing things that are wrong. That but mean, yeah, yeah, let's talk about... Now listen, is it on the rock? They're saying that it's not great. Her marriage isn't great. I mean, number one, you know, if they are having problems, people are saying, is that the reason why she's so slim and mm. thin? Mm. But did you know Cheryl used to go out with someone that's actually in the jungle? I'm just trying to think who that would be. He used to play for Newcastle, also Ipswich Town. Oh. Kieran Dyer. Yes, of course. Yes. I bet he'll pull a hamstring going in the blooming jungle. He was always injured. Um, But, um, yes, did you know that? I didn't know that. No, that's very, very interesting. So I'm wondering whether Mm. he's going to talk a little bit of his days with Cheryl. I really, really hope so. I bet she doesn't. No, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No, it's interesting because um, Cheryl Fernandez-Vassini and Jean Bernard um, are super, super private. And, uh, you know, they they don't really talk very much about the whole relationship situation. It was pretty whirlwind. You know, they got married very, very quickly. um, And, you know, on the face of it, yeah, they seem pretty pretty happy you don't see them out and about very often well you don't and it, it's funny you know didn't he get a bit stroppy with simon cowell there was something mm. that went on at mm. the x factor yeah and obviously because she's lost so much weight people always think that's stress related yeah. you're not happy yeah you know i'm i'm a bit the same when i'm not great i mm. always lose weight people always know and say god you're looking really tiny it's right. usually because i'm stressed okay um and i i feel we should i hope not i mean we no one wants to see her no, unhappy or marriage exactly. but it is keeps coming back to us that they're not great yeah yeah i mean um apparently he's uh he's posted on instagram um i don't normally read or comment but the truth is that even when my father died i put my life on the line for my wife Yes, I'm working like everybody else to put food on the table, but my priority is my wife, as this is the last person that is family. Um, so, yeah, he's basically saying, you know, he's all about Cheryl still. So uh, they've just recently bought a £5 million uh, gaff in uh, Hertfordshire. So, uh, How nice. Yeah, nice, isn't we it? We can pop in for tea on yeah, our way well, back. Yeah, it's near, my, uh, it's near my hood. Is it? Where yeah. are you? Well, oh, Hitchin. So, yeah. Oh, Hitchin? Yeah. Near Luton? They, well, I not, to go that there near, football. not that near to Luton. Please. Luton and Dunstable. Were you born at Luton and Dunstable? <laughs> no. I know. Um, now, yeah, obviously, yeah. we got so the big shows are coming up again, which yeah. I get so excited. But yeah. I am, I am really excited about the jungle. But I think Fern McCann, who's going in, mm. could kick off. Now, I know she wants to leave mm. um, Towie behind and mm-hmm. wants to become an actress. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Fern's not been confirmed yet, has she? Oh, well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So the rumour is... The rumour is, rumour has it, (laughs) it could be going in. Uh, possibly <laughs> but no I mean it's, it's, it's a fair point because let's be let's be honest the lineup as it is is pretty good but they usually chuck in a Towie person but is is Kieran Dyer a star have they got the real stars here are they I, I, I don't know I, I sometimes always think is, is this a great lineup? I think there's a little bit of box ticking that goes on let's get the soap person Kieran isn't the most chatty the guy person. I know no, him no he's never he's not a talker no I, I, I don't know if he's that well known. Would you have known him if I I'd think, said Well, it I know the name, but I th- you know I wouldn't know him if you walked past me. You in the know street. him in the football world, but is he a is he is he a name to be in the jungle? I wouldn't say it's all killer no filler. I'd say there's a little bit of there's a little bit of filler there, and I think Kieran would probably quite ha- happily fall into that category. Although he is giving his fee to charity apparently, so that's oh Kieran that's is right. yeah apparently always a way to help you win yeah definitely definitely but I think yeah there'll be more people I think parachuted in um, literally probably um, you what know, were your into funniest the contestants in the jungle who oh were that God. stick out I enjoy Biggins 
I saw a great. Uh, I love it when we, you say that. We enjoyed a great mashup um, of Helen Flanagan's greatest moments. Oh, <laughs> your face. She was someone else. Yeah. Do you know what? I thought she was going to be totally barking mad, but yeah. I worked with her on Celebrity Big Brother. Of course. And she was such a sweetie. Yeah. Yeah, she's super nice. But I mean, when she came with that tan, do you remember when she yeah. tanned herself up? <laughs> That's something I'd do. Um, Would you ever do it? Oh, uh, do you know what? we were? I was asked, um, and it was just as um, my marriage had split up. Right. It was like a month after. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't think I could do it. Right. Because I think you've got to be emotionally a yeah. bit strong to be in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's I, a tough I, one. I, I, you know, I kind of regret it in a way because I'm quite a tough cookie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think you'd be great. Get that white bikini great. in. Yeah, exactly. Georgie Porter's already done it all yeah. over the place. Yeah, Jeepers, exactly. look at her. Yeah, she's um, not dumb. Now, listen, there is a rather concerning story that is everywhere. Mm. I mean, it is everywhere, so we've got to talk about it. Yeah. About the A-list Hollywood star mm. who has apparently got HIV yeah. and is going around sleeping with everyone and mm-hmm. infecting mm-hmm. and has infected many girls. Yeah. Heterosexual yeah. A-list Hollywood star. Mm. Now, this has caused so much controversy because Dan Whitten wrote the piece. It came from The Sun. Mm-hmm. But then he he's a journalist. He's got yeah. every right to say yeah. this story, and the story was out there. But obviously people are not happy about it because they're saying, you know, is this not helping the HIV? We've yeah. come such a long way. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny story because it's the sort of story you would expect to read in the 1990s, you know. And I think to a large point... Um, well, when Rock Hudson came yeah, out, exactly. I mean... It, I mean, that was in. I, me- I remember it so well. My mum being dead, couldn't believe it. Yeah, and I think to a large point, you know, stories about HIV have sort of been removed from. I mean, we were talking last week, weren't we, to Dean McCulloch about this and the fact that, uh, you know, HIV as a uh, item of news and, and a thing that people talk about has sort of almost slipped into the background a little bit, which in some ways is a bad thing because obviously, you know, people are probably getting quite complacent. So this story sort of brings brings it back into the limelight again. Um, now, the problem, I guess, is that with a story like this, there's always the risk of kind of jigsaw identification and people immediately start playing a guessing game. And obviously with things like, you know, comments on Facebook or Twitter, suddenly you've got all these names being banded around, you know. Um, and it wouldn't necessarily be fair to say those names because, you know, it, it, they may or may not be sort mm. of linked to, mm. to, the, to the story. Mm. But, yeah, it's an interesting one because it does, get, it does get everyone talking. It's a very interesting, newsworthy story. But, yeah, I don't know, what, I don't know what's going to happen next. I know, and it, 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 you've got one argument I heard on, on coming in to work today you know everyone's got the right to privacy on yeah. your medical anything that's wrong with you it's no one else's business mm. i'm really private on things like that it isn't but when this person's been so ir- irresponsible should he be outed mm. should he be outed to, to to stop him because he's you know wrecking and well, ruining it. people's lives this is it and you know there is a there is a sort of a duty isn't there um of the press mm. um in that respect you know if they Obviously, you know, when they wrote the story, um, they didn't identify the person, but they know they know who it is. Yeah. So, you know, what do you do next? How do you make sure that people are protected? Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one, but you're desperate to know who it is. I am very, yeah, I'm very, I'm very interested to know. Um, We've got but at the ideas, same time, ultimately, yeah, there, there are ideas floating around. There's a few, there's a few kind of prime uh, contenders. I mean, ultimately, it is their business. But then again, if they're putting other people at risk through their own stupidity. 
then you know perhaps it is, it is better if they're it's a sad story identified. though yeah it is it is and it's a shame that we have to have this situation and they know. don't want to be remembered for having HIV no, exactly. and doing, if they were big A-list they've exactly. done a lot of big movies and great talent yeah. you're going to be remembered but for you, that you've got a responsibility yeah. you know, you've got a responsibility oh, to a behave as, a, as an intelligent human being and not you know go around Potentially exactly. making people sick. So, yeah, it's a difficult one. But it's a one. big story. Yeah. And I did feel for Dan Whitten, actually, because he got a bit of stick. But he he's a journalist. It's a story. Yeah. It's a big story. I mean, I think, you know, if that, if that landed in the lap of any journalist, then, you know, they would want to, they would want to see that story through. You know? I mean, what at the minute in OK are getting your biggest hits on OK Well, there's a, there's a massive amount of excitement around I'm a Celebrity. Um, you know, particularly, weirdly, before the lineup was announced, you know, the thing that everybody was really, really interested in is who could potentially, you know, be in the jungle. Um, and so actually, weirdly, when the actual lineup was released, it was, it was kind of a bit of a damp squib because most of the names were already in the frame. You know, but um, there is a, a massive appetite for that show. I know and I it's think, so exciting. Yeah, it's going to be super. And I wonder super maybe if Fern does go in. Mm. Not saying she's already left <laughs> if. Gatwick, <laughs> yeah. but if she is, yeah, I mean, she could. I think she will do well. She's I fiery, do. isn't she? She yeah. is fiery, and I think she. But she wants to be known as a, you know. Yeah. Uh, an actress and she's a very good singer as well yeah. apparently yeah she's going to be one to watch yeah well listen darling, we have Elf the musical oh, coming on yes of course alright so we're going to play a quick track okay. and then we've got Joe McCann who's coming in to talk all Elf now I'm super excited about this because these boys are back we're going to talk about this a little bit later on I love that <laughs> I love that. I'm boogieing. They're totally back. I'm so excited. But not as excited as I am to have Joe McGann on the phone. I love Joe McGann. Joe! Are Good you there, morning. sir? Hello, Joe. Welcome to Fubar. Oh, Thank you very much. How amazing. Elf the musical. It's here. It so is. It so is. It's Christmas, or it's Christmas from October to January. <laughs> that sounds like a dream. It is good fun. It's, it's one. It's one of those lovely jobs, actually. You know, sort of. I, I did wonder for a little while whether my my smile would last that long. Yeah. But it's it's irrepressible. The show is just. It, it it has its own energy. It kind of takes you with it. You know, it's just great fun. I mean, Joe, it's it's, it's hard work doing. I mean, I've done a, a, a small musical, and it, it's hard work. Theatre is hard going, isn't it? As you say, to keep that smile and energy going. But this 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 musical is just such fun. It is. You know, when, when they, they rang and asked me about it, uh, you know, sort of, I love the film. My daughter loves the film as well. It's something we watch together. And, and uh, they say, you know, sort of, well, we're doing a musical of Elf, and part of you thinks, yay, and then a part of you thinks, oh, my God, I hope the music's good. You know, because, <laughs> like, a lot of these kind of musicals don't turn out to be good. But uh, there was no need to worry with this one. They've gone back to the kind of the age of, the, the golden age of Broadway, and it's kind of big band jazz. We've got a 30-piece orchestra, you know, and... Wow. It's just it, that that in itself is energy enough to carry you through. You know, it's, it's, wow. it's, it's great for that. You know, and a great cast. Yeah, it's good fun. You really, got really Kimberly Walsh. Yeah, bless her. She's she's lovely, Kimberly. I mean, so she she didn't do it with us last year. We did it last year in Dub in Plymouth and Dublin, and Kimberly wasn't with us. But uh, she's here this year, and it's kind of, it's it's kind of made it complete. She's a friend of Ben Forster anyway, who who plays Buddy uh, they, they, they knew each other you know uh, but she just fitted right into the kind of you know into the whole show and she's really good and she's got a, a fantastic voice her background is in uh, musical theatre anyway yeah. you know so she's got just a lovely voice and, and she plays she plays the part of Jovi very very well you know it's, it's, it's lovely it's, it's great to have her around 
Now, I can't believe there's actually people that haven't seen the film, um, yeah. but perhaps you could maybe just give us a very quick, quick rundown of, of kind of the plot without any major spoilers. Well, sure. It's, it's about Buddy the Elf, who, because of a mix-up with one of Santa's uh, bags as, as a baby, he was brought up uh, at the North Pole by elves, and he's not aware that he's a human, even though he's three times the size of everybody else. <laughs> um, but he then learns that, you know, sort of he, uh, his father... Um, who I play is works down in New York, so he sets off on a on a quest to find his father and uh, and and modern day New York kind of thing, you know. Sort of, so the 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 story then is about him discovering his father, discover, you know, discover, discovering whether he's wanted by the father, uh, discovering what modern life is like, and all you know, all the jollity that ensues from that, really. Oh, but it's a family. It's it's not just for kids because adults no, are going to no, love really this as not. well. It's, it's really, really not. It's it's it's. There's, in, there's enough in it for everybody, you know. It's again. I mean, the, the film. The film was funny. The, they've taken, the, you know, sort of some of the the iconic lines and iconic things from the film are in the story. They've, they've weaved it into into the play here. But also, yeah, yeah, it's a universal story. There's something in it for everybody. There, there are there are jokes which the kids won't get, you know, sort of if, if <laughs> you know you're sitting in the audience and. Uh, it's it, it it really does when the effect of the show when you see from the stage you see how it, it how it's landed at the end of the show it's it's one of the best i've ever been in for that oh fantastic you know? really but i mean you are well i mean your whole family is acting sort of like legends you are oh, the mcgowan family um now and do you prefer doing theater or do you prefer the tv and film work um I've had a nice year this year. I've had a nice mixed year of TV and film, and now this. You know, uh, I, I like it when it's mixed. But overall, I think if you asked any actor what they like the best, I mean, sort of those worth their salt would always say the theatre because it's where you learn, mm. uh, and it's why I kind of joined up. But that's not to say I don't enjoy all the other. I'm I'm one of the blessed ones in, in as much as the phone rings for me over, uh, for a variety of things. I don't just stay in one. Niche, you know. As I said this year, you know, I mean, I've done like what three, four tellies, two feature films, and now this, you know. So, so I get I get a nice, you know, a, a varied year. Some years it's all theatre, some years it's all TV, you know, mm. whatever. But I take it as it comes, you know. The, as a preference, personally, I I, I prefer theatre, but. You know, yeah. in this day and age, you have to take what comes. Yeah, really. you've done very well. So I was, a, I was a big fan growing up of The Upper Hand. Oh, bless you. And yeah. I, I wondered, because obviously Kelly Bright's now doing Strictly, Are you? Yeah. do you sort of stay in touch? Are you kind of following her progress? Um, I, well, we're, not as, we're not as close as we once were, but yeah, yeah I, hear, I, I hear from her from time to time. She's a fantastic actress, Kelly. Yeah. You know, sort of, you know, when, when we were just not long after The Upper Hand, I mean, I saw her do Juliet, I saw her do different things like this, you know, sort of over the years, she did that fantastic thing, um, Rock and Chips, where which was like the prequel to Only Fools and Horses. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was great in that, you know. She's a fine, fine actress, and, and you know, sort of, we, we, we kind of tweet each other from time to time or Facebook each other from time to time, but we're not as close as we once were, not for any other reason than she's busy, I'm busy. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. you're busy. No. I mean, yeah. Joe, would you ever do anything like Strictly or The Jungle? I mean, or are you, like, do you stay away from those sort of reality shows? To be honest with you, I... I, I, I I've, I've been offered not not either of those things, but Celebrity Big Brother. They talked to me at one time and stuff like this. I have no objection to people who want to go on it. It's not just not for me. Mm. I don't think that if you think about it. I mean, it's it's all well and good for you know people like presenters or or, or what have you stuff like this. But I think for an actor, I think it effectively takes away your anonymity, as it were. You know, and and it it's 
spoiled, it limits the choices you have after that. So mm -hmm. I think for me it would be a mistake because I would stop, you know, I, I think that once you kind of go over, uh, this is just a personal, a personal yeah, view, yeah. I think once you go over, you cross the kind of Rubicon into that kind of reality TV thing, I think you kind of made a rod for your own back in, in as much as you, you have to stay in that world, which is all good if that's your choice, mm -hmm. and that's how you're earning your money. Mm -hmm. But for me, I like to act, and I yeah. want to kind of carry on doing the, you know, sort of the, the varied acting jobs that I do. And if you think about those reality shows, great for the winners, you know, they work really hard, they do those things, they, they get the win, they get the financial rewards of that. But then after that, where do they go? Mm. Spe specifically actors, I mean, you know, other yeah. people have done very well off it. But actors, they tend to lose the roles because they've, they've become less of, you know, yes. yeah, you know they yeah. become a celebrity rather than actors. Yeah, and that makes you know? sense. And yeah. that's, that's the way I see it. Like I say, you know, it's just a personal choice. I, I don't decry anybody who wants to do it, but for me, no. No, just no. stick it to your acting, yeah. my darling. And, and back, yeah. to, back to Elf, what are your kind of plans? To, when does the show run till, first of all? It runs to January the 2nd. Okay, so so that means your Christmas is is very much tied up with Elf, is it, presumably? Yeah, what my Christmas plans? started in October. Yeah. <laughs> you're on Christmas out. You'll be so yeah. like, don't more. It's it no it's it, like I say you know it, it's good. Um, after that I don't know. I mean I, I'm waiting to hear about uh, bits of jobs. I think I'm thinking of like taking a little holiday in India because mm -hmm. uh, I haven't had any sun for a couple of years. Nice. Um, just because of work and things like that. So yeah. I, I'm, it's good. I'm, you're busy, Joe. I like this. You're busy. It's I'm, great. Listen, you know, I, like I say, I'm, I, I am one of the lucky ones. I know, know it's a tough industry, Joe. Because I was going to say, there's a lot of young listeners who I'm yeah. sure are budding actors out there. What advice yeah. would you give to, to how to? Would you say to go to drama school? Would you say no? You you don't you don't need because some actors don't want to have the training well it, it's it's a six and one half i think if you get some training whether it be a drama school or whether whether you go to like i went to youth theater and i started you know i started at youth theater when i was 12 13 um i think that is invaluable i think that mm -hmm. if you can do pay and do classes if you're not at drama school i think that this in this day and age um it's a six and one and a, six of one and a half a dozen of the other in in, in many ways because you can there are still people who don't go to drama school who get picked up for a uh, a part who turn out to be very very good that is a very very small minority but it's still there mm. i would say that if it, like for instance I've, my daughter when she was looking <coughs> to kind of you know go into like she thought about she might like to do some acting she's on the other side of the camera now when she thought she might like to do some acting i said to her i said well look get a degree first get some kind of some kind of backup first because it is a harsh industry mm. um, and if you don't have another string to your bow then you know sort of it's, it's going to be very very tough so there's no hard and fast rule I think some training uh, whether it be you know sort of you pay for it yourself whether it be a drama school or whether it just be on the job it is vital sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, really. yeah. Because it was interesting. I was reading. Um, it was a, a a book that Marlon Brando had written, yeah. and he said you've got to be a good liar to be an actor. It's like lying. And well, it, it is an ex it is to an extent. I mean, I, I I remember that quote. I remember seeing that quote. But but then it's the truth is very very important mm. in, in acting as well. Conversely, listen, it's it's mercurial. You know, you, you, it's there's no hard and fast one way. You know, like just as people are different the way that their, their process of acting is different. Mm. You know, it works for different things. I suppose, you know, what you have to do is just, you know, the, the $64,000 question is that you have to gain some experience, but you can't gain experience without getting a yes. job. Yes, mm. yeah. Um, it's, it's a tough one, and lots of people, um, you know, sort of think that, you know, it looks like an easy option. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, Joe, anything. you've done amazingly well. Your whole part. family have done well, though. Yeah, lack of imagination. You're all just kind of lumped <laughs> for the same thing, I think, really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, ha- can you still get tickets for Elf? Is it still? Is it? Is you can't, it you can't, you can't still get tickets. Yeah. I mean, sort of, they're, they're, it's get, they're getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. You know, sort of the, the, the hoo-ha that was in the press about like kind of expensive tickets. Yes, there are some expensive tickets, but but the vast majority, like ninety-five percent of the tickets, are available at the, the normal prices. Yeah. There are still some offers, I believe. Good. Um, but then, as we get towards, I think the back end of next week. Uh, maybe even the week after. I think it started to be sold out. Oh, right. so, well, so Joe, I so want to come. I was supposed to go to, on the opening night and I couldn't right. make it and I'm so desperate to come and see you. Please, so, please come along. Like I say, it, it, it sends people away. I had some friends in and their kids last night and sort of, you know, the kids loved it as much as the adults. They really did. It's, it's one of those shows It sends you out it's cynic proof as well. It sends you out with a smile on your face whether you're a Christmas Grinch or not. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Christmas. Yeah, it's, me yeah. too. You know, sort of, it's, 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 it's a good time of year. You know, if, if, even if it's become a kind of a little bit of an economic, you know, kind yeah. of holiday. Um, I think that, you know, sort of the fact that there's, there's a collective time of year where people are purportedly nice to each other, then that's a good idea, you know. The rest, the rest of the time of the year. I, I, I do worry that it starts in October. I have to be honest about that. I do worry <laughs> that, like, you know, we, you start getting Christmas stuff now before you start getting Halloween stuff. Yeah. Have you started uh, your Christmas shopping yet? Yes, I have, actually. You know, have you? Yes, I have. Well, you know, I'm surrounded by Christmas. Yeah. How could you not, you know? <laughs> you know, we were, we were buying Christmas presents for each other for the cast, you know, sort of for first night and stuff. So, yeah, I've actually... I've, I've actually started a few. I mean, I don't buy a huge amount, but, you know... So I just I've give actually, them tickets to come and see Elf. That's, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> Everyone wants to see it. Well, well done, Joe. Wish yeah. you really best of luck with the rest of the run. Thank you ever so much. And look forward to coming and seeing the show. Thanks, Joe. Good All luck. Right, darling, not to worry. Have a good day, you and guys. You. Cheers. What a Bye. lovely guy. Yeah, super lovely. I like Joe. Yeah. I'm feeling really Christmassy now. It's too, oh, yeah. it's too early for No, Christmas he scared time. me. He's done his Christmas shopping. <laughs> Have you? I haven't started. I, I, I vowed not to start until the end of the month. I get annoyed when my mum keeps saying, darling, what are you doing for Christmas? Yeah. What are you doing for Christmas? I said, mum, mum, she started asking me in August. But yeah, there are people that do. They start in August and they poke stuff away and it's like, how, how do you know what people are going to want in December? I know. She's like, what should I get the boys? What do yeah. I get the boys? And I, I, and I, but I don't want to be Christmas too early. My thing with working um, in... Uh, well, magazines or, or, or websites is you you have this thing called Christmas in July, and all the companies send you stuff in July to promote their Christmas ranges. So you'll be sitting there in the hopefully the blazing sunshine, eating mince pies, listening to Christmas shong- songs, wearing Christmas jumpers, and it is a little bit surreal. But I think yeah, if we can uh, if we can hold off till December, I think we'll have done pretty well. Well, darling, I hope you're buying me a present by the oh, way. Gotcha, gotcha. But what do you get from the woman that has everything? Uh, More everything. You supply of OK magazine. OK, well, that's fine. I can, I can <laughs> certainly saw that. OK, let's play a little track. OK, a bit of Ollie. You like a bit of Ollie? I love Ollie. I love that. Oh, sorry, a bit of Ollie there. <laughs> so I just tell you, Ollie, stick to doing the music. Yeah. Well, he is great. I, yeah, he's a bona fide, uh, he's a bona fide star, isn't he? Really, and, and you know, I love that track. I, I don't know. I'm still warming to him on the X Factor. Yeah, I don't, there's something with them together. Yeah. One's a spare part. He but pulls his funny them. face. Have you, have you I told they, you, they split them now, haven't they? They've got one of them over here and one of them over there, and it's. And they did that stupid thing trying to kiss each other, beginning at the game. Yeah. Oh. 
you could oh, just you could just hear please. Simon going, look, guys, if you wouldn't mind, just have a little kiss. Yeah, it might get me. Talking. It might get me an extra uh, three hundred <laughs> viewers. Pretend to kiss, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my Simon Cowell voice? It's very convincing. If I close my eyes, it's like he's in the room. Listen, yeah. I want X Factor to work. So do I. But it's not. Hey, listen, um, I was just looking at these pictures from... Of me? The, well, it could be you. Oh, thanks. But it's the Victoria's it? Secret fashion show. Oh, yeah. Right, now, these girls... Um, Kendall Jenner has joined the fold of these girls. Um, that, but top, that outfit she's wearing makes her look like a funny shape, I think. Well, the thing is, they, they live this incredible, incredible life to to parade around in this underwear mm. that is obviously, you know, million-dollar bras. And, it's you know, every year this Victoria's Secret thing becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, but it's a crushing, crushing regime. And, and, you know, any kind of idea that this, this look comes naturally is is complete fiction because obviously they're working out like crazy um there's a very interesting piece actually on okay online which is what they do after the show's finished because in the run-up have, have loads of cake well basically yeah that's exactly what the they buns. do that, that's exactly what they do they stay up all night they have a massive pizza party um and they just completely let loose as, as i guess you would do but it's an interesting one because these girls obviously on paper they look fantastic mm. um you know kendall jenner has recently joined them and you have to be beyond perfect to get mm. into this um sort of elite clique of, of 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 girls um kendall obviously beautiful girl fantastic figure but the weird thing is that you know when she stands next to people like um giggy hadid and, and lily aldridge um, she actually looks bigger. Well, I, I know. And and you kind of think, yeah, but you're tiny anyway. Well, she's tiny, and yeah. she's got the. I mean, she's so slim. Yeah. But her hips look bigger than everyone else's. Yeah, well, which that's is the crazy. Kardashian hips, isn't it? You know, um, or the Jenner hips. Um, yeah, mean, yeah. The no. girls yeah. are incredible. Yeah. But you know, I, I, I mean, I'm all. For, I think there's nothing wrong with training, getting your body looking fit. It's a job. You know, okay, they may have had a few enhancements on the old breast area, yeah, a few of them. Yeah. But they, they've they've trained hard to get their bodies like this. They do um, look amazing, but uh, but then and they're young, but you you know, but then it's it's a job and they're getting paid loads of money and they got. Is it bad? But to does show it, it off? does it set unrealistic expectations? You know, or is it is it all right? Is it like this is you know, is it is it a good thing that it's presenting it as like the idea of perfection? Look. I don't care what anyone says. Sex sells. That's why it's they've true. always had good-looking models. Yeah. Uh, you know, advertising your clothing. This is true. And unfortunately, I would love to say it would work if they were big, spotty oiks, but it <laughs> won't work. And I, I'm sorry. You know, and I think let's praise women, beautiful figures. I'm all for it. I know probably I'm going to get stick. No, I think, you're right. I think you're right. But I, I think praise a beautiful body, and yeah. they've worked hard to get it. I, you know, I at times, I, 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 yeah, I'm hard on myself sometimes when I've had a pizza or eaten pasta. I, I have to train and work hard, and um, I, I have no idea how these girls get these figures. They must train every morning, yeah. noon, and yeah. night, and stay off the old bread and <laughs> pancakes. <laughs> but you know, they're getting paid handsomely, I'm sure. But I think celebrate it. Now, this is very interesting. I'm just reading a story about Gareth Thomas, um, obviously the, the former rugby player. Um, now, I didn't realise he'd been quite as sick as, uh, as he has been, actually. He's been talking about his... Uh, he's, he's had pneumonia. I didn't even know. He was doing the World Cup, though, wasn't he, on ITV? Doing yeah, no, so this was, this was last December. So this right. is, you know, it's taken him a while to sort of fully recover. 
but yeah it sounds like he's been proper proper ill um, wow. he, and he just kept working and he, he was working on a production of Cinderella um, and he Is kept he in coughing Panto? and coughing and coughing he was at the time yeah and then he ended up in A&E and before he knew it he had um, he had he had pneumonia and his body was in his words shutting down so um, yeah it, it sounds like he's fine now he was talking about to uh, to Lorraine about this this morning on ATV um, but wow. yeah it, I, I had what, absolutely no idea was shutting down well yeah I mean pneumonia is pretty uh, obviously it's pretty full on but yeah it's he, hard because you think he's have... a strapping rugby player exactly you kind of think he's unstoppable but um, yeah you've got to look after yourself you know that I'm yeah. taking all sorts of hermal remedies yeah. oh, so I'm, being, I'm being really fit at the minute well you look I've, very fit I've got more energy <laughs> Flushes. I've got more energy than ever. Right. I'm, okay. I'm doing all herbal. What's, so what's the secret? What are you t- tell, tell us? I uh, um less less drinking. Okay. Good. <laughs> that wouldn't be difficult. <laughs> um, but um just eating healthily, yeah. herbal right. tablets for for helping different things, uh-huh. and I I feel so much better. Good. Good. Well, I've maybe I should take energy, a leaf out of your book. But I, I don't need much sleep. I have four hours. You're like... Um, a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I would be great. I was going to say you're like the Duracell bunny, but that's got kind of different connotations. I would be great for the jungle. I don't actually yeah. need sleep, and I'm happy without it. Some people are horrific without sleep. Yeah, I am. I'm a Grinch. I'm a total, total Grinch. If I don't get my eight hours, that's it. You snap. Yeah. Yeah, that could happen at any time. That poor Mrs. Brown. Yeah, I know. But uh, I'm very, very excited because it's not long now until we're going to have a chat with uh, well, Emma listen, Kinsey. I want your tweets in. I want your tweets in for Emma. She's at Psychic Emma. Now, whether you believe or not, it is incredible what they can pick up on a reading. Yeah. And I have to say, I truly believe it. Okay. I believe in um, the afterlife. Mm-hmm. I really, I, you know, I lost my father. Mm-hmm and a best friend I've lost quite a few people and it's amazing mm-hmm. how you know especially I've had a reading from Emma how her psychics know you know about about them and what they're saying and, and things only me and like my friend who passed mm-hmm. away would know yeah it is incredible yeah yeah and you've had a reading before I, I'm, the I'm, show. I'm still spooked out because I'm, you know, like I say, I'm pretty cynical. But actually, I went into it with an open mind and now I have to sort of think and digest what, what I've been told because, um, yeah, it's interesting stuff. I we'll can't talk wait more to hear in a about little it. bit. Yeah. yeah, we've got Emma in the studio. And so please, you know, and tweet in any questions you've got for Emma because she'll answer if you well, maybe you think you're psychic. Maybe we want to know how we can become psychic. Yeah. Yeah, because maybe we're hearing stuff and we're just um, ignoring the signs. It's, you know, that's the thing. I know. It's we think the health lottery. The, I need to know the numbers. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the problem is, I think, today we think we've got all the answers. We, we're so we're so pleased with ourselves, with all our technology and our fast lives, that we think we know it all. You see, I'm going to know about my love life because yeah. it is so like a roller coaster. I just want to know what the hell's going on. Well. Will Mr. Wright appear? Fingers crossed. We'll talk more in a minute then, shall we? I know, we've got Emma. Let's play a little track. Okay, cool. Welcome to my house. Welcome to my studio. <laughs> we have Emma Kingsley. Emma, the psychic medium to the stars and to Jonathan Brown yeah. today. Yeah. How Welcome. Well is it? 
Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you in here, Emma. I am so happy to see you, as always. And I'm happy to see you, too. You are such a gifted lady. Oh, thank um, you. And I've got to say, Jonathan here, you gave a reading before the show. Mm. I did. And I'm very interested, because he kept it very tight-lipped. And I, but he looked a little emotional, I, I did get say. a bit emotional at yeah. one point. I did, yeah. and I wasn't expecting to. I really wasn't expecting to. I was kind of uh, feeling like I'd be quite detached from the whole thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, we talked a bit about... Um, sort of the birth of my children and um, you know I don't want to go into too much detail obviously but yeah it, it was in, there was some stuff that was kind of bang on the money you know and I think you know talking you, I, I suppose an argument that's often level is oh you know things are open to interpretation but they're, they're, and yeah fine but there is some stuff that you that you mentioned that is just yeah. 100% hit the target wow. you know so. and I think that's what it's all about you know being a psychic medium it's just getting straight to the point mm-hmm. like you say you know with my readings I tend to like if somebody tries to speak it's like don't because I should be telling you and like there might other like people out there that do this and they do feed from people you know and that's why I feel I'm different because I just get straight to the point and and I don't like to let them speak mm-hmm. you see that's mm-hmm. it because I, yeah. I, I've had a few readings from different psychics and some psychics they ask they're asking you questions so you're, yeah. before you know it yeah. and my friend I taped it she said Liz you were talking all the time <laughs> and I've already <laughs> given all of that information yeah. Yeah. see some people are talkative anyway it's in their nature so sometimes you can be in a situation where somebody does like to go on a little bit about a point you've brought up but you have to sort of like you know just say like Okay, that's fine, but, you know, I should be telling you. And that, that's the way that it should be. Mm. If somebody's sitting there talking about their life, you're giving them that information, so it's w- very important to remember when having a reading, don't do that. But, Emma, is it hard if you've got a read for someone in the public eye or a family member or someone that you know, and then is that harder for you because you've already got the kind of background? Do you mean because I know them? Yes. Yeah. To be honest, when it comes to family, you know, I'll, I'll, I, I do use cards, but I am a medium. I'm a psychic mm. medium, which means I connect with people that have passed. Mm. With regards to my family, I tend to lo- like st- stay away and not do readings for them because I know too much about them. And to me, I tend to just stand back from my family and things like that. Mm-mm. It's fascinating. It feels I'm, like a big responsibility yeah. to carry that around with you yeah. and to have an insight, you know, and a gift that... Um, that, that other people might not necessarily have. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, from a young age, I always knew that I had this gift. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, like, my early 20s that, that it was like, this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually a choice. Mm-hmm. It was I was sort of made to do it by spirit because they wouldn't leave me alone. And, and it was only when I started to work with them that they, they sort of left me alone until I was working. And, you know, so it became... Do you have to say, like, not now, tell them off... Please leave me for a minute if they come yeah, towards you. Yeah, sometimes, you know, obviously you do a thing which is called opening and closing off, which, which protects you from them when you're not working. But sometimes there may be a message that needs to get across to somebody. And if, if they come to me when I'm, I'm not working as such, if I feel I can give that message, I will give it because it's important. They wouldn't mm. do that unless it was important. Mm. And I have done that before. Can you, can you talk a little bit about, you know, when you were growing up and yeah. the, kind of those first instances of, you know, where perhaps you didn't understand what was happening or, or why you were sort of receiving messages. How did that sort of manifest itself when you were little? When I was young, I was about six years of age, mm-hmm. and my grandfather had lung cancer, mm-hmm. and he was in, in the hospital at the time. And basically I was just in bed, and I woke up and my granddad was stood there, and he just said to me that it's important that you tell your mum that I'm okay now. I was a child, as far as I was concerned, I'd saw my granddad. 
So I went to the top of the stairs to tell my mum and she walked in with all of her other family members and my granddad had passed away an hour before. Wow. So Gosh. that's weird. Wow. <gasps> that makes me My mum yeah, just that's... sort of like looked at me and, you know, put me back to bed. Mm. Do, you, do you think, Emma, anyone has got the ability in them to be psychic? Uh, I mean, because there's a lot of people listening that are so yeah. interested. You know, I, I believe that like psychic mediumship and psychics it's now becoming more more and more and people are becoming more interested in it i know personally myself that there's a lot of people a lot more men are becoming more interested in it as well mm. you know um yeah i think everybody has an ability as such i talk about gut instinct people say gut instinct i say it's not your gut instinct it's spirit that's that's doing that do you understand and mm. um, people have an ability i mean Saying in development class, I would be quite honest with somebody. I would say, like, you know, you've got an ability, but you're not a medium. But, yeah, you would be a psychic. You know, everybody has different abilities. You know, yeah. m- mine is mm. a psychic medium, mm. you know. Mm. I mean, because I, I told you, the very funny situation, well, it wasn't at the time because I was in a hurry for a very important meeting, mm-hmm. and my car keys, I put them in the car, all my bags, my phones, everything, and the, I was just opening the boot, both doors open, suddenly all the doors shut, and they'd lo- the door was locked, and my yeah. keys were in the car. That doesn't mean. Emma, yeah. what does that mean? Is there a ghost in <laughs> but, my car? But, but, but it's like, I think you said to me that a bit later on or something, there was an accident in that yeah, area. Yeah, there was. There was on the M3. It got closed. Yeah. Off. Yeah. So to me, like, like I said to you previously, I, I believe that's obviously somebody from Spirit, you know, that, that's connected to you, that would have ordained that to make sure that nothing happened to you or you weren't involved in that accident. It's amazing what they're capable of doing from up there. You wouldn't believe. Yeah, it wasn't very... I mean, though I was livid, I was saying every swear word in the book because it, the doors just closed on the yeah. road and locked. Yeah. yeah. Very weird. Yeah. You, you must have experienced people who have been extremely cynical coming to you that yeah. you have been able to give them information that has completely proved them, them wrong in a way and, 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 you know, completely changed their opinion. 100%. I mean, I've, I've got to be honest, there's, there's women and there's men that, that are like that, but mm. I, I like those types of people yeah. because, you know, after when they're like, well, there's no way that you could have known that. I like those type of people. To be honest, coming to see you this morning, mm-hmm. I was looking forward to that. Yeah. Because I had a feeling that maybe you were slightly cynical. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I like to do it because it's, all I'm trying to do is prove there is an afterlife. Yeah. You know, I remember when I've been working in Ireland for five years now. And when I first started going over there, mm-hmm. as you know, it's a Catholic country. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was very like underground and the women were coming to me and they weren't telling their partners and things like that. And then within two years... I was doing shows over there. Right. Well, I did, I did the shows for charity, actually, but then the men were coming to me after. But in, in the beginning, when I went, it was, like, forbidden. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. And, it, and it all changed. It all changed. But, because do you think people, though, because there are a lot of cynics out there, and they yeah. say, you know, there's a show on the minute, I don't know if you've seen it, on Channel 4, Psychic Life. <laughs> I actually, I, I saw that the other day, and to be honest, this is actually um, something that I was approached about, Um when I watched that... I bet you were relieved you didn't do it <laughs> after watching it. I had a feeling it wasn't the thing for me anyway, <laughs> believe me. When I watched that, it was obviously... Uh, David Tran, who was on it, I've seen him work where I live. And I actually think he's quite talented, you know, that gentleman. But to me, when they're sitting there, and I'm, I'm quite open in saying this, when they're sitting there and they're doing, like, transmediumship or they put funny voices on or things like that... To me, I think that's what sort of makes our, our gift a little bit of a circus. Mm-hmm. All you need to be is you. Mm. That, that's all you need to be. And I think 
that type of thing is more like acting and mm. it's taking it away from the, from what it should be and it's just giving a reading and being you you don't need to put all that I mean you know, they showed somebody sitting there you know talking to a bench you, you know yeah. by, by herself I saw to, to, obviously to my point of view from that I mean I think they were trying to say that they were doing it to show the good side of, of, of psychics and to me, didn't do that at all. Again, we've got another show that's making us look like a circus, making us look like mm. a joke. Mm. Mm. You know, and I'm hoping in the future that I can change that. Yeah, because you are so credible, and, and I said such a gift. I've had a reading from you. Yeah. And a couple of things actually did come true. Mm. Yeah. Which mm. I, at the time, didn't make much sense, but that, then did, yeah. you know. It does tend to happen that sometimes you'll think at the time, well, that's never going to happen, but all I ever say is take it away with you because... And remember it because you'll probably find that it will, but it might not be right now. You know? Yes. I'd also like to just say this one thing about my psychic life as well. In no way at all am I saying that the people that are on there are not gifted. That's mm -hmm. not what, what I'm trying to say. But me personally, myself, wouldn't, wouldn't let myself be betrayed in that way. Sure. That sure. I just wanted to put, put yes. that in. Yeah, no, that and sense. when you do a reading afterwards, do you, because um, obviously it's very private when yeah. you give someone a reading, but do you forget the information straight after because you have to do so many different people? Yeah, at the end of the day, if I was to you've got it's a, a psychic medium actually can sometimes be a bit like a counsellor. So it's a hell of a lot of, you know, like information to take. I bet it hurts your head in a way. I bet you're it's, like full of it. It's very exhausting, it's very draining, but basically once I have done that reading, that, that reading will leave me. Instantly, because I couldn't take on all those problems. I'd be walking around. Yeah, I was going to say big shoulders every yeah. like carrying exactly. all those. Yeah, but but it is. But because of that, it's very draining. Mm. But no, it, it will leave me after the reading. Will leave me after. And if you're about to do a reading like today, you were coming to do Jonathan, give him a reading. Yeah. Do you have to kind of tune in? to that person beforehand. It's, it's very, very strange. Do I don't want to go into Jonathan's mm. reading. No. Um, but the, the person that I brought forward to Jonathan was actually around me this morning before I even came here, and that wow. tends to happen a lot to me. So, like, I'm just like, I know you're there, I know who you're for, I'll be there soon, and then I'll connect you. So that happens quite a lot How to me. How wow. incredible. Mm. Wow. Because Emma, I can tell you this. Emma <laughs> gave me a read. You probably won't remember what you said to me. But you said um, about old watches. I lost my father. Mm -hmm. He said he's, he's got these old watches and talking about it. And I thought, well, I don't know about that. Maybe. Yeah. Then, like two days later, my mum called and said, I found a box full of your dad's old watches. Oh my God. And like all these old watches. <laughs> and now my son is wearing the watches wow. with. But well, you tend to find that because what they're actually doing is they're giving you information that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, your father at that time would have known that your mother was going to find that box, hence why I gave you that information. Yeah, you know? and I didn't know. And wow. she said, I've been looking for these watches. And yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> I said, that's really weird, that Mum. Yeah. And I, I, I said to Jonathan this morning, it's like, well, you know, obviously uh, Jonathan's had a reading from mm. me. And obviously I'm on the radio, which I'm very grateful for. But at the same time, I believe wherever I'm sent, I'm meant to be there. I'm meant to give that person a reading. Do you, do you understand? Mm. There's a reason they for ordain, They ordain it up there. And How I just go. incredible. Wow. Well, Emma, I want lots of people to tweet in, get some questions for you, yeah. Emma. And um, we'll play a, a quick track. Yeah, good stuff. Jonathan, okay. and, and then we're going to come back to the wonderful psychic Emma. Thank you. <laughs> Good, isn't it? Man, that's a good that's track. The new one from Coldplay. I that's Adventure of a Lifetime. It's great. Man, I'm great. feeling alive. It's got a bit of Maroon 5, though, I think. There's a bit of Maroon 5 in there. It just makes me feel like I want to yeah. go clubbing, and yeah. especially makes me feel alive because I've got lovely Emma, Psychic exactly. yeah. Emma here. Yeah. <laughs>
at Psychic Emma. Tweet in now. She's in the studio. Absolutely. All your I was thinking. I was thinking when that track was playing. I was just thinking about some stuff that I could give as an example of real specifics. And you know, it's been a really, on a personal level, it's been a really busy year for me. And one yeah. of my um, favourite um, memories from this year was going uh, to, to a, radio. Oh, that that as well. Yeah, <laughs> we was going to a fruit farm. Yeah. And um, and we came away with big boxes full of strawberries and raspberries. Yeah. And my my youngest son in particular yeah. loves loves fruit. He's he's just like oh. he, yeah. And and you hit that bang on the head. And you were saying you know that you're getting an image of, of, of I think you said punnets or baskets of fruit oh and, and strawberries God. you said strawberries said specifically strawberry, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I said it's to do with, with one of your children yeah and yeah. I just thought, that, is, I that? that is and I know that's like quite a mundane thing but that that degree of detail that's is proof. just amazing the thing is it's like how can I put it I don't know sometimes I don't know not not you I'm not talking no. of you in this instance mm. sometimes I don't know what people expect from a psychic media yeah. not you no. okay but that actually is quite valid to you because mm. exactly what you've just said mm. Well, actually, that was quite important because we had a great time there, and and you know mm. y- your child does love the strawberries. Yeah. So sometimes you know you know you're going to get things that are not what you expect, but they mean something mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, yeah. And that's true. I think people. Ex- I think maybe sometimes people expect to go into these things with the big headline sort of news. They expect you know, you but and that's not always what. That's not always the thing you that know, comes. You know, I, I always say about a reading. At the end of the day, you know, we're here for guidance, mm. and we give guidance from from spirit. Yeah. yeah? But the ultimate choice in life is yours. Mm. You, you, you know, I, I can say whatever to you in a reading, but whatever you decide to do with that information is, is your choice. Mm-hmm. Do, do you understand what yeah, I mean? Yeah, completely. But I, I, you know, and also things fall on you later, like I said about the watches. You, I thought, oh, I'm not sure about that. My dad and then it comes to and you And then later. suddenly, you know, they found this big box of really expensive <laughs> what watches. What the chances? Yeah, I yeah. know that yeah. my dad has had. You must have like, um, you know, doctors have a kind of a Hippocratic oath where you know there's kind of a con- confidentiality thing that must there must be a real yeah. responsibility when you're sort of dealing that, with that people's information that is very 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 important yeah. to me um, so confidentiality is, is so important mm. to me and obviously with readings you're giving people private stuff mm. you know as, as Lizzie said sometimes I could be doing stars readings or you know mm. and I'm, I'm so like Confidential, you have to be. Yeah, you, you, it's nobody else's business, is it? You know, Completely. you give your reading and it's it's totally confidential. But Emma, can I ask you because um, you know, I've lost a lot of dear dear yeah. people in my life, unfortunately, and I do feel, especially how you do readings, a real comfort and a yeah. help yeah. to people that are grieving. Yeah. and do you not think there can be psychics can be the helping that process if you're in grief? One hundred percent. And it's, it's funny. I've just recently done an article on this and. You know, someone asked me the question, how soon could someone come to you when they've lost a loved one? Now, I lost my own father three years ago, um, very suddenly, you know. So, obviously, uh, I know about grief through my through my gift, but I also have experienced it myself as well. So, you know, I, I, I totally understand it. And it's, if anybody came to me for a reading and said, like, you know, I've lost so-and-so, would you mind if I come to see you? You know, I lost them last week. I always say no. And I always say, never tell a psychic medium who you've lost. Because people just tend to give you the... Yeah, yeah. And never tell a psychic medium who you've lost. And if you've just lost someone, you need to grieve. You can't have a reading that soon. You know, I always say to people, give yourself six months, you need to grieve. Don't go into a reading straight away. And the main reason for that is because, like I said to Jonathan this morning, when I do a reading, I can't... It's not down to me who steps forward in a reading, Okay, It's down to spirit. Now, if somebody had, say, lost their son... And they came to me and yeah. said, you know, I, I want to read him with you, Emma. Um, they're hoping that their son comes forward. They may have only just lost that son. 
if that son doesn't come forward, that is only going to add mm. to that grieving process. And why and might heartbreak. not say if it is the son? Why might not the son come forward? Is it the fact that they're not ready yet, or they? It, it, it can be, but I tend to find with the readings that I do, it's more to do with the fact that the person is not ready. Mm. The person yeah. is not ready. Yeah. They may feel like they are, but they know better, and it's normally the person is not ready for it. Because it was going to make them too emotional. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 They, you know, they know what they're doing up there. They know what they're doing. There must have been times when you've sort of had uh, messages or information about people that's been very difficult for you to convey and put across, and, you know, that, that must be quite hard at times, presumably. D t to be honest, yeah. I mean, you know, people say to me, do you get bad spirits, you know? Mm. And it's it's one of those things that, you know, before, just, just out of interest, you know, I've got somebody that come forward to me that had sort of took took two people's lives right. okay but I, I you know i have to bring that f that person forward which i did mm -hmm. and i have to express their emotions and their sorry and you know so that kind of thing can be particularly hard yeah. wow but i have to do that you know sometimes people will actually say to me i want to read him but i don't want so and so to come through mm -hmm. And again, I say, you shouldn't be saying who you don't or who you do, mm. but I can't control that. Yeah. So when you have a reading, it's not down to me, it's down to spirit. Yeah. These are things that people don't understand. There's, there's a, lot, a lot about psychic mediumship that people actually don't understand. And the one thing that I want to try and do is make people understand more. Sure, mm. sure. Because people mm. need that. Yeah. Mm. It's so interesting, isn't it's it? It's super interesting. Um, and I want to ask you is, um, as you said, if you're not ready and the, and the spirit doesn't come through, I have a, when I have a reading, I sometimes get my nan, she, you know, when you don't want to hear from her, though I love her, but she'll always, Lizzie, you know, that, that, is a, that is a really valid point because recently I did a reading for someone. And this might sound strange, but it, it, I think it was the father that had passed, but that, that person wasn't close to, to their father. So obviously the father came forward, but it's like it, it, there was a bit of a block there, and not, not from me, it was from the person, and I knew exactly why, because I knew there was a distance between them when they were living. And it was like, at the end of it, it was like, well, I don't understand why, why that person's come through because we weren't close. But it's, it's, at the end of the day, it's still your family. Yeah. Do, do you understand mm. what I mean? Mm. So. Yeah, it's too... But um, I've, I, do you ever have to get rid of a spirit? Because I've got another one. In in my house, we were told there was a, there's a spirit, and this things keep going missing. Really? Thing, yeah, and a guy, this is very strange, came just to help me move in a couch, mm -hmm. and he went, oh, my God, you've got a little girl sitting next to you. Da -da -da -da. Oh. And he could see spirits yeah. he said i can't go to hampton court because there's so many i get they're, they're, i could see them flying yeah. past but he said you got a little girl next to you and but, then i thought is this the one that keeps hiding my keys and but, but all i said you, i know you're saying that they're, they're hiding keys to be honest that's typical of spirit oh really they play little games they want you to know that they're around but all i would say to people is if this spirit is not really doing you any harm leave it be leave it be because they're there for a reason there's probably more to that than you realize yeah they're right. always there for a reason Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll keep her in the family. Yeah. I like keep her. her. I That's a lovely it. way to put it. Keep her in the family. Keep her in the family. But my friend stayed the night and couldn't right. stay in the room. She went, Lizzie, I woke up, felt like a pillow was over my head. But what people... She didn't like her being in the house. What she didn't people, like my mate. What you can do, Lizzie, is you can actually talk... No one will want to stay at my house anymore. <laughs> but, but you can talk to the spirit because spirit can hear. So you oh. can say to the spirit, you're more than welcome to stay. But can you stop hiding my keys? Can you, can you stop playing a few games? Be nice to my friends that yeah. stay the yeah. night. Well, try that and see what happens.
They really, she was not nice to my friend. She came, I, I, I came, yeah, it was like six in the morning, she was lying on the couch saying, I can't go back into that room. I'm getting shivers again. I know. I know, wow. It's um, an old house, so I've got an old farmhouse. Yeah. So Emma, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? I mean... Um, I've got a Facebook page, which okay. is Emma Kinsey Psychic Medium. Okay. Um, we've got at Psychic Emma for my Twitter. Sure. And obviously my website's emmakinsey.com. Okay. It's fantastic. Wow, well, we are so thrilled to have you on the show. I'm yeah. so thankful um, that you've had me on. Thank you so much. It's lovely because you give a good name to psychics you're such a gifted lady such a talent so and I know how confidential you are because you do so many big stars mm. and um, really help and you, you never say a word you're, you're so you know, oh, thank you so you're a really good person. That helps thank people. You. So I'm all for it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, yes. and Jonathan will I'm never gonna, be the I, same. No, I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna have a good old think. Yeah. And uh, no, thank you for this morning. Thank it was you're really so it's a real eye opener. Thank, thank, thank you. you. And you can reach at Psychic Emma on Twitter. So yes. Please tweet. Thank you so much so Emma, for coming in to us today. Wow. We're gonna play a quick track. Yep. And then we've got another studio guest. Awesome. Keeps rolling in. <laughs> I love that track. You're playing some good <laughs> tunes, Jonathan. Yeah, we should get a revolving door put in as well, because we've only got more guests. <gasps> we've got loads yeah. of guests. The studio is cram-packed. I wish we had cameras in here. Such good-looking guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got a fright when I went outside <laughs> there. I saw you all. So the Neils are here. The, the Neils are here. Say hi, guys. Hello. Good Hello. morning. Hello. Good morning. The finalists. Yeah. Britain's got talent. Do, do you want to kind of um, introduce yourselves? Maybe that's probably a good way to start. Uh, so starting on my left, yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. So. So uh, overall with Niels, uh, we started singing at the beginning of this year, uh, but we've known each other a bit longer than that, because three of us are brothers, and then uh, the older one is our dad. <laughs> so I'm, I'm Phil. You'll be able to tell he's older, though. <laughs> <laughs> he usually opens up with a gag that doesn't work on radio, which is, can you tell which one the dad is? <laughs> so uh, he can't use Sadly, too many people say yes. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm Phil, and I'm 25. I'm Dan, and I'm 27. I'm Laurie, I'm 60. And I'm, I'm James and I'm 29. Oh my god! Wow. You're all so handsome. Oh, I, Honestly, I, I, we're, we're blushing right here. I've got to say, I've got to say, as a as a dad to two very young boys, you, the, the the idea of you know father and sons doing stuff together that brings them closer together is is you know especially sort of later in life as well when you're all sort of pursuing your own paths is really really lovely. And you know I. I I remember seeing you on, on the show and thinking that's super yeah, cute and I'd I love to be you. able to do something like that sort of when I'm a bit older but it, it, it all came about through sort of very near tragedy for you didn't it Laurie it was, tell you us know, a story yeah. for those that don't know well yes um, I, when I was 50 I had a heart attack which was unexpected I'd always been very well um, and it made me realise that there was more to life than work and that I ought to start doing things that I found more enjoyable I mean we, I do enjoy my work but mm. I'd always had a passion for singing uh, and I pursued that passion but not as vigorously and as much as I did after I had the heart attack so when I had recovered and recuperated I decided to do more singing Unfortunately we had to listen to that a lot around the house because he, <laughs> wouldn't, he wouldn't shut up so. and then he'd been begging us for probably the last four years or so to, uh, to go on the show with him but the three of us, the three brothers 
don't sing or we we didn't sing we right. do now yeah um and uh, so we're like no dad definitely uh, we're not we're not risking that we'll get on there make fools of ourselves and then for this year whatever for whatever reason we just decided actually it means so much to dad yeah let's uh, dad, let's just let's give persistent. it a go dad's yeah. just very persistent he, so he just, ground us down yeah i think i think that's what he did with <clears throat> mum as well because he's punch, he's, punch, he's, he's, punch, he's punching there but i mean did you guys seriously your sons didn't sing no. oh, i mean did you have to then go for training how did you because it's hard that's singing it. yeah so we, we knew that james who's our lead vocalist we knew that he was always decent singer do a bit when, of karaoke yeah and i was oliver and oliver when i was 11 years old right okay. so i mean you know obviously a lot of experience so you but, you were kind of not bad singer you had a bit of a head start but well, li- literally not, yeah. a year ago so last july um we're in um we're on a family holiday together and dad was trying to get us up to do karaoke and I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I cannot, I cannot bear the thought of singing in front of people. Um, last time I tried to sing in public, I was 14. I cried at a school play audition. <laughs> so, I think and we put it down to kind of like when we answer the phone, um, everyone thinks, is that is that Dan, Phil, James? Yeah, oh, yeah, you've got similar and, and voices. Because, and we seem to kind of blend quite nicely together because yeah. none of us really knew that until a year ago when we just went for it. And uh, yeah, how no, no, incredible! Yeah. No, we absolutely love it. Like. Pretty much every weekend we're back together. Wow. So we don't we don't all live together now. Sure. But it, it doesn't feel like a chore at all. We absolutely love it. Um, can I say, considering the first reaction I got and the one that persisted for three or four years was, you're deluded, Dad. It's never going to happen. Get over it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, but how much, more do, you, how much <laughs> more do you appreciate it? You gave it the heart now? attack. <laughs> <laughs> and Laurie, you're, you're a lawyer by profession, right? Am, Is that yeah. right? So you, obviously you're... Uh, persuasive skills are, are probably particularly good but but, but but you guys have all got very different paths as well right what do you what do you do when you're not sort of yeah, singing James, together James is very different uh, he's a lawyer as well okay <laughs> right oh you're a lawyer unfortunately oh, Apple, Apple didn't fall too far from the tree <laughs> one, I so. might need to talk to you after the show <laughs> <laughs> right so we've got two lawyers okay uh, I, I work in a bank okay oh. and then I work in marketing and I've also well I'm trying to uh be an entrepreneur as well. Set okay. up a, a business leasing in yeah. But would you all like to do the singing full time? Could you do it? If our employers aren't listening, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, we, I mean. So how did it come about? So you, so Dad said, right, guys, we're going to do this. Britain's got talent. Let's have a go. Did you have? I mean, is that how, what came? What were your about? expectations? It, well, it first started that James was the first one to give in. That's the oldest one. Yeah. Um, and he said, oh, Dad, if it shuts you up, I'll go in with you. <laughs> Pretty much. So, so I put, we put in for the audition, and just the two of us went initially. Um, right. Oh, my God. Well, no, it, we, basically, the other two couldn't make it. So bas- so we went and um, we ended up just sending in a video of the four of us singing in our, uh, in our living room to the, to the show, just saying, oh, do you think we can get, get on uh, and do the live auditions in front of Simon Cowell and all that? And, um, and yeah, and it went, went really, really well. Um, they, they said, oh, yeah, definitely come along and do an audition. So we went along, waited for about 14 hours before we got on and did our uh, did our initial audition that's why I look so washed out and knackered <laughs> I bet so. is it horrible that wait because I don't think people realise how lo- how much time you've got to hang about and well, people probably thought that we were a bit weird because we kept going to the disabled toilets and having to sing through <laughs> well, like, just in case we go on oh, so, really? uh, so we kept disappearing together and uh, just trying to keep ourselves and our voices warm mm. uh, but we had absolutely no idea what to expect like because we'd never sung in front of people before 
particularly as a four piece. Yeah. Um, God, it's like, incredible. Yeah, if one of us would have bottled it and it could have all gone. Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously we were hoping that people would fancy us and like our singing. That, that's, <laughs> ba- that's, that's, yeah. ba- that's basically our, our initial <laughs> aim was one, one, to, one to do it for Dad, make him proud, and and, ho- and hopefully realise his dream, which was he just wanted to sing a song in front of Simon Cowell, and hopefully he didn't think it was too bad. Um, but then also, obviously, um, it's quite nice when you get a little bit of attention and stuff. Of so, he did, so he didn't mind that. Well, can I say one of the things that made me really proud uh, overall is that it would have been quite easy for any of them to have bottled it and yeah. they were all incredibly nervous and so was I but you were more nervous than us as well yeah. Dad's like I'm not nervous I'm not nervous yeah. but then by the time we pulled through and we heard the crowd reaction I was just so proud that they'd They'd put the necks on the line, if, as, as it were, just yeah, to yeah. do that, yeah. and then it came out so well. Because I, mean, I had a little tear. I remember it, <laughs> and I remember watching you. You made a different. I actually felt it. I thought, wow, because it was just being, you know, you with your sons. It was just incredible. So, I thought it was so touching, really good. So what was it like in front of Simon? So that first audition. <laughs> well, well, we'd just been talking to Anton Deck, and that was sort of cloud cuckoo land for us. Yeah. We're just talking to them, and they're really lovely, and they're just yeah, they're chatting fun. to you like you've just met them. Yeah. It's, it's in, which because, we had because you've been there all day, um, and it's you're not doing stuff all day as well. You are literally just waiting around and waiting. So then, when uh, they tap you on the shoulder and go, "Right, you're going on soon," suddenly everything just like your heart beat starts going. Um, and I was like, "I need some chocolate. I'm going to faint." So I got to, um, like a Mars bar down quickly, and then these two little Geordie fellas come and start chatting to you, and they completely relax you and put you yeah. at ease. And then you walk on and you see Simon Cow there just waiting with a. Yeah. <laughs> he, right. He's not he's smiling judging, either when you walk on. Come yeah. on <laughs> when they say they're judges, they really are judging everything that you do and when you walk on. So, but, so, um, so this this journey, you know, that, that you're on, and it's still going strong. What are your what are your plans? What's what's the what, where do you want to take it? So we've we've kind of done stuff a little bit in reverse because our first experience was um, in at the deep end yeah. with Britain's Got Talent. So now we're having. Well, when we came off the show we're like right people were saying oh can you do this gig can you do that we're like we know three songs <laughs> and they're all so, uh, songs we can entertain you for about six minutes yeah. that's about it so. So, um, so we've worked really hard in creating a set list and refining that and getting something that we're really proud of yeah. um, and now for I mean we've, we've been doing loads of gigs and between now and so, Christmas we've got loads yeah. next year we've, we're booked we've got bookings in 2017 oh, that's so cool I need we're, your uh, number I want to book you it's such a nice you. story yeah. it really is so have is that you the only reason we... you want our number yeah you made some very nice comments earlier well, no, so, you're you know. so, so handsome family <laughs> they are, what they did are. your mum think and you're right I mean, was she there going go for it or was she like oh no Fame, gonna take my babies away from me. <laughs> so she, uh, our mum's incredibly supportive, and like um, everybody says to her, it must be great when uh, like you've got all your lads coming home every weekend. We disappear off rehearsing, and then <laughs> so, so mum's brilliant in uh, in supporting us, and making sure that uh, that we've got everything that we need, so we can focus on the singing. Um, but I think initially she was worried because she'd never seen us singing before. Mm. She if, didn't know if, if we were going to be able to do it, and she didn't want us to make fools of ourselves. If Whereas now, now she's starting to understand so, that actually we can do it. She's like, right, earn um, some money, yeah. come on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, it, I, I think if we're honest, though, she didn't think that we she didn't think we could do it probably either. No. Like, I don't think she was, like, she was worried that we yeah could. she was worried that we wouldn't be able to perform, especially when we did our first proper gig after. Um, after obviously the final of BGT yeah. and all that. Did we, you, where um, was that? Um, we did it um, in Birmingham um, to uh, uh, sort of what about 250 people, something yeah. like that. We just yeah. did, we yeah. did, we wanted to do like a, our first gig, like a, a nice intimate night with the Neils because, well, we'd never done one before. So we needed to make sure that we could 
we, we sold we it. Knew what we were gonna, yeah, we, we knew what we knew what yeah. we knew what we were going to be doing basically, and so it was good. It was a good run through because it, it enabled us. To, well, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it enabled it enabled, it enabled us to realize. Yeah, it went really, really well, but it enabled us to realize that we could actually You've do got it. The talent proper, to, do it. To, to do it properly because to entertain for an hour and a half rather than a two-minute song is, is very, very different. So, what, what so. sort of tracks did you sing? What what is your kind of? Did you have? Yeah. So so we've uh, we've been trying to find the words to describe our set list, and I think what um, I mean we're obviously a family, and that's unique. But as a as a band and as four voices, there aren't many groups that can uh, span a generation. So we've got two generations in us. Yeah. So I think our music reflects that as well. So we have stuff in the '60s, which is when Dad was growing up. Um, and then we've all right through to some more modern stuff as well, and a few bits in between. Okay. Um, so we like to think. Dad, of it you're keeping as up with the modern stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so we like to think of it as timeless classics that unite right. generations. And I nice. think that yeah. there are those songs which, like "Brown Eyed Girl," for example, is a song which just everybody, no matter how old you are, whatever age you are, everybody can love it and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's that's where we kind of yeah. position ourselves. Then they oh, did the odd song and say, "Come on, Dad, you're not getting it." And I said, "I've not heard it before." Yeah. Okay. But I genuinely. Haven't heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the song, he's refer- the song he's referring to is Walking in Memphis, and he was yeah. absolutely dreadful. It's like he'd never heard anybody sing before in his life when he first started. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> awful. So, you're glad, you're happy with your dad for, for making you guys do this. It's yeah. fantastic. Well, I think the question is, he's happy with us for, uh, for finally giving in. Yeah, <laughs> I am, and he's taught me a lot about them that, yeah. that, that perhaps you have your doubts about, you know, are they going to survive in this world and be strong? But I think the experience you went through was about surviving that experience and well, enjoying it, but being able to deal with the pressure is what I'm really I trying mean, to say. I've got to yeah. say, it's such a thing to get to the final. So many acts are going through this. I mean, I, I know how difficult it is. And you got beaten by a dog, didn't you? Controversially as well. Controversially. Yeah, three dogs. I am oh, yeah, 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 quite yeah. upset about that. Because my friend, I'm friends with Jamie Raven. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not um, he's a, he's a yeah. lovely guy. But you were my faves, I have to say. I'm not just saying it. I oh, really loved you, you oh, all. You. But was it really nerve-wracking that when it was the final? I mean, were you getting on with the other contestants? Was there any kind of ones that were a bit dodgy? <laughs> so, it's definitely no dodgy contestants. Um, it was it was nerve-wracking, but I think um, for us, getting through to the final was so unexpected and such a great achievement for us. And I think, actually, other acts felt it as well, where the pressure's a bit off in the, in the final because... Mm-hmm. With the semi-final, that's the first time you understand what the public really think of you, other than when you look on Twitter and stuff. But you know, and um, and then in the final, it's kind of like you've had you've had approval from the public, and we've been put through by the judges as well, which was which is great. And I think then in the final, it's like let's just make sure that we're completely enjoying this and, uh, and making the most of it. So yes, we were very nervous. Mm. But um, everybody really pulls together for the final and is like, let's just put on the best final that there could possibly be. Well, I bet those great. nerves were big, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 15 million people live on TV. <laughs> wow. is, uh, yeah, it's pretty well, it's In the actual studio, there's probably only about 300, 350 people. So you... you and the judges, obviously, but then you think about what's on the other end of the cameras yeah. and there's 15 million people watching you, it makes it a bit yeah. more uh, scary. Oh, you are fantastic. <laughs> oh, we should have a track of yours yeah. to play. Yeah, definitely. And um, we Because we've got to play a little track and then we're going to come back for more of the Neils. But we'll please do that, tweet in. We'll play in. some music and then tweet we'll come in. back we need to some questions. Sounds good. All right, awesome. Go. 
Duran Duran. I love that track, but I'm going to love this more. Because we've actually got the stars of Britain's Got Talent, the Neils, going to sing live in the studio for everyone now. And it's Stand By Me. Can't hear the track. Could we turn up the track a bit, please? (laughs) It's on its way. (laughs) Can't hear it. Boys are coming because they're live. <laughs> Wait, should, we start, life should we start again? Wow. Should we start again? Can we start? Sorry, I can't hear. I can't hear. I can't hear. We can't hear the track. Right, we're going again. This is live. This is live. It's definitely live. Sorry. Proof. It's live. Right. We're going again. Are we ready, guys? Yeah. All good. Great. It's Brent's got talent. The stars, the Neils, and they're singing. Stand by me. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid No, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me So darling, darling Stand by me Oh, stand by me Oh, stand now Stand by me Stand by me If the sky That we look upon Should tumble and fall Or the mountain should crumble to the sea I won't cry, I won't cry No, I won't shed a tear Just as long as you stand, stand by me So darling, darling, stand by me Stand by me, stand by me Your way to beautiful girl That's why it'll never work You had me suicidal, suicidal When you say it's over Beautiful stuff. That was Beautiful amazing! We've got We're a little bit good. more. Oh, a little bit more here if you want us to finish it off. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Mm-hmm. So, darling, darling, stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Oh, stand now. Stand by me. Stand by me. Whenever you're in trouble, won't you stand by me? Oh, stand by me. Oh, stand now. Stand by me. Stand by me. Wowzers. That was awesome. Wow, everyone. Whoa. Well, even with me interrupting halfway through, that was fantastic. <laughs> 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 I do. That is incredible, guys. Yeah. You can all 
sing. Yeah, and you've, you've got, got, a got really, beautiful voices. You've got a really important gig coming out with uh, Ben Hay now, right? Yeah, so, uh, so, so we're um, we're supporting Ben Hay now with uh, Jack Pack and Sushi are also performing. Wow! Um, at the Blackpool Lights turn on for wow. Christmas lights, and that's the Saturday the twenty first. So we're really excited about that. A big gig, a big gig. And you're just saying you've got another gig that's uh, sold out, right? Yeah, so we've got one on the 20th. Uh, wow. That's now sold out, so we can't really plug that one. No, but, <laughs> um, but it just but goes to show you're in, in high demand. Yeah, but then yeah. got a Christmas with the Neils at the Town Hall in Birmingham, which is a... Uh, Christmas the at the Neils, what does that happen yeah. there? <laughs> um, so looking forward to that on the... Uh, that's on the Sunday the 13th Sunday of December, 30th right. December great. and so. presumably some Christmas songs chucked in there for good measure and yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Great a nice stuff. Christmas feel to it great oh my wow. god guys it's fantastic you should be doing this full time yeah I've decided prob- I'm your yeah. new manager <laughs> you've probably, you've probably <laughs> warmed our cockles actually coming in and it's it's such a, a really nice story you know that you have behind you and it is a fantastic obviously the fact story. you've got the vocal chops to, to back it up as well is. Uh, I have to say you, know, you all sound like you're, you're properly trained singer I mean you, your voice these are incredible. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Well, really, de- 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 definitely not. Like it's just uh, doing a bit of karaoke every now and again. Well, we, yeah, I mean, when you so. when you're on the show, um, if, if you've been watching X Factor, she's uh, she's on it a lot. There's a, a vocal coach called Annie Williams mm-hmm. who, um, when you get through to semi final, uh, they start working with you in that that respect. And she's given us a lot of techniques that we uh, yeah. we use now. So we're trying to. We don't we don't have a vocal coach now. We keep mm-hmm. uh, keep working on those things. So. But you did so well because there are so many vocal groups on Britain's Got Talent that come in and, and other families and, and mm-hmm. you know younger kids. So, and you did so well against them. Thank you, you did yeah. so good. Well, the, the, that's that's, that's thanks to the public though for uh, picking up five thousand people who entered. I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, yeah, it's pretty 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 amazing. Bit of a real real sort of uh, emotional roller coaster as well. It's uh, it, it's such it's such a weird experience to go through because you almost feel like you're you're in your own little bubble. Yeah. Um, and obviously you know you're part of the show and you're just focusing on the next thing and the next thing. And then once it's all done, it's like right, we actually have to come up with a bit of a plan of action now because we didn't have a plan of action, <laughs> did we? Really? Yeah. It was like because do you feel like you have to do something special for the final? Do you think right, we've now got to do something, something different? Well, absolutely. I mean, you're always you're always trying to. Uh, impress people more and more the next time that you're on but with uh, with Britain's Got Talent you do get very finite opportunities to to perform or to uh, to have people see what you're doing um, and we were we we're build, building up to the final um, and uh, I mean, our, our song choice got criticised but we uh, we, st- we stand by it. What did you do? What did so you we, do? Did, we did I Won't Give Up um, by Jason, Jason Mraz. Yeah. Mm. And it was so fitting for us like vocally we, we can sing it really really well um, and Dad never gave up ten years ago. Didn't give up on pestering us, mm. and then we're not giving up as the Neils. Yeah. So it felt like it. it felt he like sounds really like a right pest. Dad's <laughs> That's a pest. right choice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it meant it something was, to you. It, oh, yeah, massively, yeah. 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 And um, it was. It just happened to be being released the next day by one of Simon's apps. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> did you not know that? No. Not when we picked the song. Not when we picked the song. When we picked the song, it was uh, about two or three months before the final. So it was. I mean, does uh, he come up to you and go, um, "Wrong choice, boys"? Mm. No. So they, um, they, the judges don't interfere with with song choices because they don't want to be swaying the competition, as it were. Yeah. Um, and I've got but, to ask you: Were you upset the dog won? Oh, no, two dogs no, should I say? We might have been Three. upset that we lost, but not can upset I, the dog. Can I just say though, when we saw the dog on the, uh, it was a, it was a sixth 
Saturday yeah. of auditions, wasn't it, on the TV? And we saw the dog. We're like, it's a really good act. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah, we we yeah. thought we thought it would be uh, it would be there or thereabouts. Did you know she smuggled a couple of other ones? <laughs> she did. <laughs> smuggled uh, another dog in. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in the semi-final, she, she had three dogs, yeah. and everybody was fine with that. Yeah. It's, so I mean, Jules is incredible yeah. to mm. have trained more than one dog or more than one animal to be doing that sort of yeah. stuff no, so I think oh, it's, yeah. well, it was but I think yeah. you guys should have won and Jamie because he's my friend <laughs> and I see him Monday night obviously, obviously we're biased but we, 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 we'd agree with you <laughs> <laughs> well guys well, thank you so much for coming in thank, you. thank, you. thank, thank you very much I hope we're going to see loads more of the Neils fingers crossed you should yeah. do a little it's, it's like the Waltons you should do a TV, TV show TV special yes then you'd see all dad's bad habits yeah, behind the scenes that's just that's really what I want to watch. He hasn't mastered the selfie yet, let alone. Uh, but we, we'd absolutely love that. Yeah, we had to ban him from Twitter. He didn't know what he was doing. Oh, <laughs> we love Dad. Well, well done, guys. Yeah. Keep Thanks going. I, I really want to see you. more of you. I think such a talent. Cool. Well Thank done. You. Thanks for coming to Fuba. Jonathan, we've got the show. Yeah. What's happened? It's I know. Got so We're quick. nearly out of time. We're nearly out of time. We've got Mr. Mark Dolan coming in in yes. a minute. Yes. Is he going to eat the news? He's going to eat the news. Yeah. Right, we've got another quick little track. Yeah, and then we'll say goodbye. Cause baby now we got bad blood You know it used to be mad love What a show Hey Hey Jonathan <laughs> Well can I just say This has gone too quick It's been The blink of an eye And it's over Blink but it of was an great, eye wasn't it? We had so many great guests today And I'm loving the Neils They were lovely Super lovely Emma Psychic Christmas at the Neils I'm uh, well up for that Joe McGann Yeah he was great We've had them all darling yeah. And all the showbiz news yeah. But Jonathan Big thanks to you Jonathan Bown Okay Online Extraordinaire yeah. Thanks for having me Lizzie Well you are fantastic oh. And we'll be here This time Next week So make sure you tune in And we've got next The wonderful Mark, Mark Dolan. Dolan Fantastic Oh darling You stay